It is the IndyCar Show on Burnout Sports. I'm Tony Donahue. Thank you so much for listening, liking, and subscribing here to the podcast and all of our social media channels. There is so much to dive into. It was a busy weekend of racing. Uh, really, in, in any of the three major, quote-unquote, disciplines or series that you may follow, whether it's NASCAR, Formula One, or IndyCar, NASCAR, Kyle Larson wins. Down at home, said Formula One, obviously the big weekend at Circuit of the Americas here in the United States, down in Austin, Texas. And we had uh, the Road to Indy as well as Indy Lights testing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of this past weekend. And IndyCar will take over the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway coming up Tuesday and Wednesday for that upcoming hybrid test. I do believe the mounds will be open inside of Oval Turn number 2, but stick tight to Twitter to get that the official announcement. I was kind of waiting to see if we would get an email on that before I did this podcast, but uh, should be open to the public there on the mounds in turn two, I would imagine. Well, let's just go back to Friday. We'll start with Alex Pillow and his FP1 test with McLaren at Austin. You know, I thought it was great. Uh, he seemed to hold his own, had some pace, didn't quite get the chance to get on that soft tire to see if he could advance his position. Um, but what I was really looking forward to, to the most with the way Alex Pillow was going to go down there, we, we know that Connor Daly and Marcus Erickson were there, but but what I was looking for the most was just what's the reaction inside of the paddock to this for IndyCar drivers? What do we see drivers tweeting out things? Um, we didn't see Pot of Award tweet anything, but we did see the likes of Alexander Rossi, Obviously, Marcus Erickson and Connor Daly were down there uh, and kind of supporting that effort, um, you know. But but it just seemed like it was it was very well received and very welcomed inside of the IndyCar paddock, which I wasn't sure how that was going to go. You know, you don't really know what goes on behind the scenes with these drivers, which is totally fine. But there has been a major distraction in IndyCar in 2022 that surrounded Alex Pillow that almost every driver was asked in multiple different media sessions or multiple different interviews. So you just kind of don't know how that played a role on some of these drivers. And and, and now you see this guy who, who caused distractions throughout the paddock, whether it was his fault or not. I do like Alex Pillow. Uh, I think he's a great driver. He's a great talent. And I enjoy my conversations with him. But but it's just the truth. It became a distraction throughout the summer last year in the paddock. And it was good to see a lot of the drivers in IndyCar supporting what he did on Friday. And hopefully we'll be able to see Colton Herta and Pato Award maybe get an FP1 test here over the next uh, several weeks or early into next year. All right. I want to go back to Friday as well. From the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, was out there for the Indy Lights test. Had some great conversations with uh, Daniel Frost, who was fastest. Him and I talked for like 10 minutes. I'd never met him. I had seen him a few times, but we just kind of shot the shot the crap, from, for lack of a better term, on pit road, just kind of talking about IndyCar and video games and simulators and go-karting. And it's a great conversation. So we're going to have to get Daniel Frost on to talk a little Indy Lights coming up in 2023. And, you know, I've said this once. I've said it a thousand times. With Burnout Sports and with what we're doing here, I wanted to make sure that we gave as much support to the Indy Lights paddock as well and, and getting to know some of these drivers and building those relationships uh, for the future. Talk to Jacob Abel, who will be back next year in Lights after completing the 2022 season. Uh, Talked to a lot of the baseball team that's being fielded by HMD Motorsports. Got a great conversation, as I usually do with Christian Rasmussen. Um, Talked to Mike Marini. 
who is heading up the HMD efforts and uh, got to talk to their PR rep. And I said, you know, I, I don't want to be your travel coordinator. You you got to feel like you're you're herding cattle out here. And she said, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. So kudos to those people working behind the scenes. Um, Nolan Siegel, who's a driver that uh, I got to meet a few years ago working with Jay Howard. He's got to run any lights, uh, caught up with Jackson. So some great conversations out there. But the conversation that I want to focus on the most was the first conversation that I had. Um, I beeline right to him. He was helping HMD and the nine drivers. And that, of course, is your 2022 Indy Lights champion, Linus Lundquist. So when I arrived at the test on Friday at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, Linus Lundquist was one of the first drivers that I saw. He was helping HMD, as mentioned, um, with their test in all nine cars. And I, I went right up to him. I said, hey, um, you know, Tony Nahn here, good to meet you. I think you probably saw a tweet that I sent out the other day. You know, how do we get here? What does it look like moving forward? And, and really, what's the deal? Uh, so I don't know what else has been reported on. I'm just going to stick to the conversation that I have. So if you've heard this before, great. Um, if not, here's kind of where it stands. So he's the, Indian, he's the Indy Lights champion, right? You, you would expect to at least run three races and get a test in any car the following season. That's in jeopardy of happening. In May, he was told that he would be given $1.2 million, the scholarship for winning the Indy Lights Championship. So he had conversations in May with, with several different IndyCar teams based on the fact that he was going to win the Indy Lights Championship, which at that point, honestly, um, he, had a, he had a very healthy lead. And that's kind of when those conversations start happening. And everybody's in, in one place, and, and there's a little bit more time to do things because everybody's at the Speedway for, for multiple days. So he went to teams and he said, you know, if I win this, and, and, and one of those teams was HMD, the team that he's under that in 2022 field of David Malukas and, and then Takuma Sato on the, on the Dale Coyne end. And the, and the conversation was, I'm going to have $1.2 million. So my understanding and what he told me was when Laguna Seca rolled around, they told him that that $1.2 million was only going to be $500,000. So the difference here is... And this is what he told me. You can basically go down and run, you know, the the F two thousand championship and make that kind of money in winning it. And and a lot of these guys that are moving up have sponsorship. Linus doesn't have a lot of of, of money behind him. You know, he's he's banked on winning this lights championship to be able to take that funding to IndyCar. Um, and and whether it was three races or full time or just the Indianapolis five hundred, at least have that chance to one sell a little bit more sponsorship, but two to prove that he belongs and 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 had to have that chance and you know you see guys that have money that move up that maybe haven't won the races or or, or maybe haven't had the results of the championships behind them and and look this is a sport that is all about money I mean there isn't probably a driver in the IndyCar paddock that at some point hasn't brought money to a, to a deal I mean whether it was their own personal backing or yeah we'll sponsor the car as long as this driver is in that car if this driver is not in that car we don't have any interest in sponsoring it. So, uh, you know, that that's not that, – that is the normal. That is how it is in IndyCar. It's it's one one of, you know, auto racing in general, the most expensive sports to even, even dip your toes into. Now, with that being said, to be promised $1.2 million and then to be given $500,000, that, that's wrong. There, there's something wrong with this. And your Indy Lights champion deserves – at least three races in IndyCar. And if it's the Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, followed by the Indianapolis 500, and then one other race, so be it. 
even if it's, hey, we're going to try to make this as cost efficient as possible. We have three races at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's the three races that the lights driver is going to be in because more than likely that team that he's running for is based in Indianapolis, unless it's Dale Coyne Racing, which is still based in Chicago. But, hey, at least, you know, it is at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, a familiar place and a place that that driver should have plenty of experience from from racing all forms of discipline moving up to Indy Lights and IndyCar, as well as plenty of testing sessions. So uh, I said to, I said to Linus, I said, so what's what's going on? What's happening? He goes, well, you know, there's three open rides next year. So you've got possibly a ride with Coin slash HMD, which could be the 19 for select races. Could be a split venture with Takuma Sato. Um, you know, would it be the perfect scenario to run – you know, if you're Dale Coyne and HMB to run three cars at Indy with Sato, Malukas, and Lundquist, and then allow Sato to only run the ovals as, and then put Lundquist in for the road and street courses, I think that's a possibility. He told me he has a great relationship and has talked to um, Hunko's Hollinger Racing and that second entry in the 78. We'll see what they decide to do there. Uh, didn't seem that that was the the the, the top match as of right now but but also possibility and then possibly what's going to go on with Ganassi I know there's been rumors um about Latifi going to Chip Ganassi Racing um I know several people have had that I will believe that when I see that I still don't believe that that's going to to be the case I mean there's obviously rumors of Daniel Ricardo. He, he seemed to shoot those down this past weekend whether that's him wanting to come over here and maybe just do the road courses, maybe. Um, but he said that Oval's, quote, scare the shit out of him. So I don't see uh, Ricardo coming over. But maybe that's a spot that he comes over and could run uh, road and street courses for somebody. So there, there is still – I mean, look, silly season has been really good to us early. We've got a lot of the news and a lot of the information that we've needed, but there are still three supposed open seats. And honestly, in my opinion, Linus Lundquist deserves one of them. I mean – you're the Indy Lights champion. You've done everything that you were told to do inside of the IndyCar system, inside of the IndyCar ladder system. You're told to go run, win races, compete, and win a championship to be able to graduate and move on to IndyCar, like the likes of Colton Herta has done, uh, Kyle Kirkwood, uh, Renus VK moving up as well. So so you, you see a lot of this young talent. Everybody loves that that sexy ex-Formula 1 driver to come over here or or F2 driver, and I get that, you know, name recognition, maybe bring some more eyes to the sport, but I do think that there's a case to be made to be able to take care of your own and to have a guy like Linus Lundquist inside of a race car in 2023 and that race car being on the IndyCar paddock, even if it's just for three races. Um, but as healthy of a field that lights will have next year with probably 17 to 18 cars, obviously half the field will be HMD, it's a healthy field, you know, you're switching over to Firestone tires, maybe that'll help with the transition, although the, the test on Friday was actually on Cooper tires, uh, and, and the test going on the next couple of days at Barber will actually be on Cooper tires, and there is a little bit of a concern about when those Firestone tires will be given to these lights teams, and, and, and when they'll be able to test those, it'll more than likely be Sebring coming up in January with the information that I was told on Friday, um, but back to Linus, I think if you're gonna if you're gonna put this emphasis on Indy Lights and you're gonna have these drivers running and competing against a, a much bigger field, not being able to get a lot of oval experience with only races at Iowa and St. Louis, and not having an oval race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, 
it needs to be more than $500,000 to graduate to the next level because that just certainly is not enough. I mean, that might be enough to get you a, a back marker type run at the Indianapolis 500 on a third or fourth car on a C or D list team. But it you need to have your Indy Lights. The Indy Lights champion should be uh, in rookie of the year contention the following year, if not full season, certainly at the Indianapolis 500. So that's my take on that. Linus Lundquist deserves a ride in IndyCar. Um, it's not a good look. I, I talked to a few other drivers off the record. It's not a good look for Indy Lights for a lot of these drivers to say, oh, we're only going to manage to get $500,000 by going out here and running. Um, you know, with, 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 with a full-time season of Lights, I mean, that, that costs you 500000 if not more, probably more. So it's, it's, it's not a good look throughout the paddock and some of these drivers. Uh, I talked to a few veteran drivers. And I said, hey, you know, only 500000 to win this. You know, have you heard this? And, and what are your thoughts? It's simply not a good look. So hopefully IndyCar gets it corrected. Um, you know, I'm not going to tell Roger Penske how to spend his money or, or take money out of his pockets. But they've seemed to do a good job in, 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 in bringing new life and new energy to this Indy Lights series. Um, and you just you don't want to kill that by only offering 500000 for a driver to move up to the next level and have that opportunity. So hopefully Linus Lundquist gets that chance and we see him in IndyCar coming up in 2023, whether that's with a Dale Coyne HMD effort, maybe the 19 car or splitting the 51 with Sato. Maybe it's Hunko Hollinger racing and maybe it is a Ganassi ride. But, you know, and I said to him, I said, you know, could you take that money elsewhere? And he goes, you know, IMSA is an option. You know, sport going and running sports cars is an option. And look, I'm going to preference this by saying there's nothing wrong with running IMSA. There's nothing wrong with that series. I enjoy it. I enjoy sports cars. But like I told Linus, I said, that's kind of where IndyCar um, in IndyCar careers go to die. I mean, you 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 talk about the Oliver Askews and the, and the Spencer Piggott's of the world. These are talented drivers, but they don't seem to now get another sniff in IndyCar. So, um. You know, you want to stay in IndyCar. You you run Indy Lights to stay in IndyCar, not to go to Formula E, not to go to yes. There's great. There's a great living to be made in Formula E and even IMSA. But you run Indy Lights and you learn all these car. You you learn these cars and you learn these tracks to be able to run the Indianapolis 500 and to be able to run the following IndyCar season uh, if you do become champion. So hopefully this all works out. I think that it will. I have a I have a feeling that it will. It's just my gut feeling, but. Um, it is kind of baffling, and it's and it's 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 bottom line. It's it's unfair for a guy like Linus Lundquist. So uh, we'll see what that what that has for the future. We'll have another podcast later on this week discussing what we learned at the IndyCar test over the, over the next couple of days at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Maybe we'll have some more silly season rumors come about. Um, but yeah, Formula One over the weekend, I, I paid a little bit of attention to it. You know, we're getting deeper into this off season, so I I do want to take a deep dive and talk to. Uh, former Formula One drivers, other media-type people, and fans, you know, what can IndyCar do, even if it's taking a page out of Formula One, um, to to just become more popular? Because, look, basically, that was a huge gathering of fans that loved F1 based on a Netflix series. Um, The racing competition is nowhere near the level of IndyCar. Now, is the technology and the the behind-the-scenes and the personalities a little bit more? Yeah, so hopefully IndyCar can get some kind of, even if it's Peacock, Amazon Prime, preferably Netflix, obviously, some kind of behind-the-scenes type of of series. So uh, a lot to come with that, but the popularity of Formula One obviously is growing, and 
and, and I think the marketing ploy for IndyCar should be to go after Formula One and say, hey, we're way more competitive. We've got the greatest race in the world. We've got multiple different winners in a series. It's, it, it's hard to predict. Let's give these fans a reason to tune in, some more behind the scenes, boost up the broadcast a lot with more behind the scenes type stuff, more strategy. Uh, you know, I mentioned this on Twitter and on burnoutsports.com. What an awesome opportunity it would be for a guy like Dalton Kellett to be a Jan Bikas type. He's fresh out of the car. He's he's well-spoken. He's very smart. He can tell you what's going on at the race car. He can tell you, um, you know, the adjustments being made, and that just kind of brings you into the cockpit more. Um, you know, James Hinchcliffe has done a good job of that this year. I think James is better off with his personality and, and, and getting the most out of drivers and interviews right after, um, you know, something either great happens or, or something goes wrong for a driver. But I think adding Dalton Keller to the broadcast would, would be a huge step in the right direction. Um, be sure to check out burnoutsports.com. We gave out the burnout awards on Friday. A little bit different take. You know, yes, we had most popular driver, but best social media interactor, uh, driver you'd want to spend uh, a road trip to Laguna Seca with, uh, and a few other uh, categories and awards. Would love to know your answers and who you would give some of these awards to. It was a lot of fun putting it together, so I appreciate you checking that out. It can be found on burnoutsports.com, also our Twitter, Facebook pages, uh, and then a lot of the Facebook fan communities on Facebook is where I share a lot of that as well. All right, tests coming up in the next couple of days. We will be there. Thank you so much. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Burnout Sports, Burnout Bets, the Indie Boys. Uh, we're going to have some good things coming up in the offseason here over the next couple of weeks. We can't wait to share it with you, and we will continue to have some fun covering IndyCar and all sorts of motorsports here on Burnout Sports. Thanks so much for listening.